welcome to Garbage of the Five Rings, your favorite podcast about crustacean frustration. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and today my co-host Jude Vase and I continue to explore all of the ways Turi's Jade Empire is falling apart even before his seat gets cold. Last time, previously on, Turi did some imperial bullshit. Yeah. He, like, told people what to do because he was the emperor. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crabs suck. Yeah, I think that's a pretty succinct summary. Uh, yeah, that's, a, I mean, we, we could get into it more deeply, but I don't think we need to. And we can just go listen to the episode. Yeah. We also like Hida Ouji. I feel like that covers the things pretty, pretty completely. Yeah. The crabs suck, except for Hida Ouji. Yeah. We like her. Yeah. She's good. When we last left off, the... Crab were retaking Shiro Haruma. Yep. Or Kyuden Haruma, depending on where in the timeline you're looking. Yep. Um, certainly, out in the Shadowlands, I would not hold a winter court there. Yeah. Which technically is what defines a Kyuden versus a Shiro, but that's really? neither here nor there. I did not know that. Is that what the difference is? Um, yes. So the difference is, fun fact, um, technically, to be classified as a Kyuden, or Kyuden, I don't know, what the A, what, whatever the article is that's allowed to go before it. Um, means that it is capable of holding a uh, winter court. Fascinating. I did not know Technically, that. Technically, that's not always totally true. Like, sometimes it's a little iffy whether they actually could or not. And usually it's like the, mm-hmm. you know, the more important ones. Like, like Kudenosawa, like they don't ever hold winter court. They go to um, Kudenosako yeah. instead. Anyway, not the point. Yes, that is the difference. Um, it is referred to in different places as either Shiro or Yeah, Kyuden. I saw it as both, um, but yeah. That... Right. Yeah, but again, definitely, I would not hold my winter court there. Yeah, that seems like a, a bad call. Yeah. But they had some Naga help originally. <sighs> Past tense. Past tense. Until. Yeah. Why do they, why do they peace out? Uh, that's because the Naga suddenly remember that the thing they hate more than the Shadowlands is the nothing. The shadow. What's that? You have no fucking clue because you've just started reading these fictions and all of a sudden there's a bunch of vague references to it. And a bunch of vague references to it having to do with Hitomi. And the Naga have suddenly pieced the fuck out on the crab to go fuck up Hitomi and the dragon. You do know that the nothing slash the shadow is important, because it's capitalized. Yeah. Okay, can I say too that like I guess I was always under the impression that the nothing and the lying darkness were different. So they are kind of as I understand. But not here. But not here. At this point, they're all kind of So at this point the lying darkness doesn't exist. There's it, that's not a thing that has been like come up with yet. At this point it's just the shadow and then the nothing will be a thing that they come up with a little bit later. But right now, it's just the shadow. Uh, I think the nothing is a term that will co- that will come up a little bit later, and then the line darkness is a term that comes around even later than that. Like later in this arc, or later in I like, don't know where the line darkness first gets name dropped. I don't know because, like in the timeline, there's a bunch of references to it. Yeah, but we stole the, some of the timeline stuff from. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Sources. It's just like because I'm not all the way through all the fictions yet, so. Yeah. I, I guess I'm, I always thought they were different, so. So, to the best of my knowledge, like, the there is a difference 
between some of them, but I would honestly have to go like research it. But I do believe there is a difference Fuck between you, some L5R. of them. Yeah. It's a square okay. triangle thing or a square right. square rectangle thing. Anyway. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so Hitomi, let's talk about Hitomi, who has provoked the Naga into this uh, douchebag abandonment situation. Hitomi has decided that she is Dragon Clan champion. She is not a Togashi. Uh, if you'll recall, Togashi Yokuni, former clan champion slash Mystic Mountain Man, had his chest ripped open because there was a scroll in there. Yep. Because he was the Jude argues with this. He was a Mister Potato Head. Um, he was. He not just a Mr. had. Potato Head. No, <laughs> no. Was he like a? If like he a was a Mister Potato like, Head, the scroll would have come out of his butt. And again, probably it was tainted. I'm just saying. It's she was very joke. clear that I, I understood that. But I'm just saying, the scroll did not come out of the butt. The scroll came out of his chest. And I remember playing with Mr. Potato Heads, and the stuff in the Mr. Potato Head comes out of his butt. So he's not a Mr. Potato My Head. My point is, okay, fine. He had a secret compartment in his chest that was holding a black scroll. Yeah. And she reached in there with her weird stone arm and grabbed it. So yeah. now she's decided... Like, look, if I rip a scroll out of your chest, that means I get to be clan champion. Yep, that does appear to be the case. But on top of that, she decides none Togashis. Yeah. We don't want them. They won't swear fealty to her, so they won't take her name. Some do, apparently. So she's like... But not all of them. Right. Well, those that won't, she tells them to get the fuck out. Yeah. She banishes them, and most of them go to the uh, the Brotherhood, and among them is a guy that we didn't really hear a whole lot about up until this point. Did you know Yokuni had a son? I did not. Uh, apparently, he has one, and it would seem like he would be the reasonable person to be the new clan champion, but no. Togashi Hoshi, who is a... Mystic Mountain Man that's also a literal half-dragon. A literal half-dragon. Well, because his dad was a literal dragon. Well, yes, I'm just saying you would think he would be a more reasonable champion than a woman that is turning into a rock. Um, But, okay. Um, He leaves with most of the Togashi and joins up with the Brotherhood and with the Naga, and they begin an, an assault on the dragon homeland to drive out Hitomi because of whatever is going on with her. They are very nonspecific as to the motivations initially. I want to point out because I'm, I'm really stuck on this point Mm -hmm. that like, I don't recall hearing anything about Togashi Hoshi previously. Did he like even have a card? I think we looked and he had like a card, but it didn't have any flavor text or anything, right? Well, let me double check. But my under my recollection, my recollection is that he had a card, but it didn't say anything about him being um, Togashi's son. So the very first version of Togashi Hoshi was in Imperial Edition, Dragon Clan Man Beast. Ooh, sexy. Yeah. With no flavor text at all. Um, yeah. He, uh, that's, uh, yeah. I'm flipping through his various versions to find one. Yeah. None of his versions, of his first versions, his non-experienced versions, make any reference to him being related to Hoshi. 
Um, his second version, same thing. His second version just says, again, dragon, man, beast, non-human. And his third version has him as the Dragon Clan champion and is very bad art. Well, I don't want to be mean. It's just silly. He's a dragon centaur in this one. Cool. So there you have it. So, yeah, it's... Okay. That's a piece of art. (laughs) Okay, well, now you have to send it to me. And then I have to cut all this out of the recording. What am I looking at? So that's why one does, version. Why does he look like a giant penis? Right? And here's the, the the centaur version. I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know which one I like more. They're both they're both wild. Yeah. Um I this is I don't know, those are, those are some weird cursed images now. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Back to our recording. Yeah. So <clears throat> Yeah, he's not mentioned anywhere in clan wars with the exception we found of one or two cards maybe they don't have any flavor text they don't say anything about him being togashi's son they do refer to him as a man beast which is super sexy yeah he is mentioned i'm remembering now he does get mentioned in scorpion clan coup in the scroll letter where he's he's writing back to his father saying like let's stay out of the clan war or something like that and it, it he writes like to his father as Togashi Hoshi. But I believe that's the first reference to him being uh, his son. Why are there all these kids that nobody talks about? Why is everyone in Rokugan an absent parent? I, I can't answer that. This is like the third case of a clan champion having a kid. That seems really reckless. Like from a like dynastic standpoint to just have like kids... L- Laying around that you don't. <laughs> this is my spare kid liner. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, right? Like, it. not only is it irresponsible parenting, but it's like... It's irresponsible clan management. Right? I mean... Yeah, I mean, are you not worried about things dying out or... Or not just I mean, things are you dying just out. Like really... What if they, you know, like, just from a centralizing power standpoint, that seems sloppy. I mean, and also, like, so here's the question. Are they just, like, super embarrassing children that nobody wants to talk about? Have you seen the pictures of Togashi Hoshi? Right. He's, I mean, he's literally have you seen half pictures of Togashi Yokuni? I mean, he's yoked. Uh, I mean, fair. Do you think he takes his mask off? When he's, like, to, like, do stuff? I mean, he made a kid somehow, right? With a scorpion. Yeah, so, like, do you think he takes his mask off for that? She didn't take her mask off, probably. I mean, we already established that Taturi totally keeps his socks on. Yeah. I bet you not. Okay. Cool. That was an interesting <laughs> side side thought. I just, that's All right. quality content, friends. Uh, so what's our takeaway from this Hitomi section? We don't really know a whole lot what's going on right here. Um, we basically just know that Hitomi has sort of pulled a coup on the dragon and is taking over the Togashi family and the dragon clan in... Even for the dragon, uh, enigmatic fashion. Uh, and her arm is talking to her. We forgot to mention that. Her arm is talking to her. Mm-hmm. Which it's, it's whispering sweet nothings, except those sweet nothings are creepy-ass predictions and yeah. dark secrets that are slowly making her crazy. Yeah, there's a real like cult leader vibe going on with her as well. Like Her followers are real into her. Um, 
So yeah, it's, that's cool. It's real creepy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then the other half. I mean, they don't ever refer to this as a civil war. Don't worry, there's a different civil war. But it's you know these exiled Togashi that are fighting against Hitomi. They've joined with the Naga. They're fighting against Hitomi and our good friend Snake Weeb. Snake Weeb Miramoto Daini. Yeah. Um, who is Hitomi's brother? Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, so he's, like, hanging out with his snake friends and is like, shit, my sister's crazy. Yep. Come on, sexy snake ladies. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, let's go attack. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, Hitomi's a cult leader and um, dragon are spooky and mysterious now. Yep. They got, they were just mysterious before. Now they're also spooky. Yep. So right around the exact same time that things get bad with Hitomi, the amazing and great thing happens. Uh, Tatori goes missing. The best part of Hidden Emperor. Yep. Honestly. Um, so there's a lot going on here. Uh, so let's let's dig through it. Um, surprising absolutely no one, the Scorpion get blamed for this. Um, details are kind of sketchy as to why they get blamed for it. Um, Kachiko was apparently talking to Tatori. Uh, side note, why is Kachiko allowed to stay involved in, in anything? Um, her role as a thunder aside, I feel like Kachiko probably should have been given a small cottage at the farthest end of the empire and left to, you know, not killed, but maybe just left to hang out, um, just for the good of everyone. Yeah, I don't know why people keep letting her get close to emperors like she doesn't have a good track record of not being involved in the death of emperors yeah yeah but apparently that was the thing that was happening um some of her clothes clothing was apparently left in his room apparently there's a fuck ton of blood in the room too so there's Mm -hmm. no question that murder happened or stuff happened um shiba tsukune vouches that she saw some scorpion around um the Kitsuki investigators conclude it wasn't the scorpions, but nobody gives a shit about that. Evidence. No, we have people who told us yeah. that it was a scorpion. So so our our beloved Emerald Champion, the Gray Crane himself, Toshimoko, declares that the, that the scorpion will be exiled across the burning sands. Um, their children, who are deemed likely not to survive this exile are put into the foster care of the cra- uh, of the crane uh and he does this with quote a heavy heart because he does not believe that they are guilty but he does it anyway uh and then he commits suicide supposedly leaves a note and everything and then shortly thereafter a ronin wearing a mask called the gray crane shows up how nobody figured this out seems fucking weird to me. But yeah, Toshimoko is not dead. He has gone Ronin again to try and hunt down who has taken Tutori. I have questions about this. I don't have answers, but please go ahead. Okay. So Toshimoko is not known for like, I don't know, following instructions. Right? I, I'm I don't understand why he like fakes this suicide in order to go look for Tatori. 
he didn't have a problem before telling Kachiko to just, like, fuck right off during the clan wars. Yeah. You know, like, he decided he was going to go figure out what was going on with the Emperor and all the stuff that was going on during clan wars. So why does he need to do that to go look for Taturi? Like, that seems like it wouldn't be an issue because he's not... Yeah, I'm not clear either what his And especially with the Emperor himself not even being there, it's like he doesn't have anybody to answer to at this point. Presumably whoever he's trying to stay under the radar from whoever did it. That would be my guess, but I don't know. By calling himself the Grey Crane? Yeah, that's the part that bothers me. This is literally his nickname before he went missing. So... Um, There's some plot holes. Yeah. Uh, things fall apart pretty quickly as soon as Tatori is gone. Um, it's not at all clear who's in charge. Um, the Emerald Magistrates uh, start getting uppity pretty quickly. There's the Imperial bureaucracy. The clans all start getting agitated pretty quickly, which is fucking stupid. They just had a clan war. You'd think they'd be a little less restive, but whatever. Um, it's just... It's yet another situation. I do. It's just, it's yet another situation where everything goes to shit because Taturi's not around. Or in the case of, like, Scorpion Clan Coup, everything is shit until he shows up. Like, why, why can nothing happen and no one can behave appropriately unless Taturi's around? Because Taturi is our bland, generic uh, audience self-insert protagonist i just also want to point out that like they just had a coup where the emperor got killed they just had another day of thunder where it turned out the emperor was evil how has no one written a manual on like what to do if the emperor is gone like they need a red cross certification babysitting course or like (laughs) something that is like when the parents aren't here here's the plan like, did nobody list the phone numbers on the fridge? Right. No, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm also... Yeah, the fact that they also just go straight to blaming the scorpion is stupid. Um, yeah, so what is the what is the out-of-story deal with that, too? Is that... I mean, because, like, in Clan Wars, you could only play the scorpion, like, later on, right? Mm-hmm. And then in Scorpion Clan Coup, obviously, they were, like, scorping it up. But then now to, like, put them in this position again where they get banished and, like, yep. why would you want to be them? I don't know. I can't Cause answer they, that. Because, okay. I don't know. Dear listeners, I, huh? Yep. That's my answer to that as well. Yep. So, basically, everyone's being crap to everyone else because dad isn't home. Yep. I think there's a degree of, like, well, we have to replicate a little bit of that, that good old clan wars drama going on here. I mean, and to be fair, like, this is what sets off the rest of this arc. Like, he goes missing and, you know, yeah, that's that. Our, our takeaway here is everyone forgot whose day it was to watch Chaturi. And once again, he wandered off, as usual. Yep. No one knows what to do. Yep. Um, the next part is kind of a mishmash. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. Some of it is more important than others. So we're just going to kind of go lightning round style and just kind of bang these out. First off, Isawa Norikazu um, is sick for 15 days, uh, which is a really long time to be sick. That's a real bummer. Yeah. Um, And in his fevered haze, 
makes a bunch of prophecies, uh, all of which are recorded in something called Norikazu's Ravings. Um, it's important later. It's not really important now. Um, I wish that someone would write down the weird shit that I say when I'm sick and make it into a cool book, because I bet that there would be some good stuff in there. Otherwise, it would just be pictures of that time where I fell asleep in the bathtub because it was closer to the toilet and I had the stomach flu. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... I feel like that would be pretty That's got to be like a prophecy for something. Right? Uh, Norikazu's ravings have bearing on this arc, but I don't remember how. I looked it up when we were doing this research and now I don't remember. But they have some bearing and they'll be important later. So just kind of put a pin in that, listeners. And we'll get back to it. Spoilers. He predicts things. They happen. Otaku Komoko disappears to search for her mother's murderer. Uh, at the same time, Matsu Agatoki also disappears. Hey, remember Otaku Komoko? No. She got punched in the first round of combat. That's right. <laughs> um, she's supposed to be doing family daimyo business. And is just like, what if instead... I went on a quest for vengeance that nobody's ever heard of before and did that. That would be cool, right? I mean, yes, it would She's be. not wrong. It would be cooler than just like being a unicorn or at least out of anything we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, the thing with her mom is really confusing to me because to the best of my knowledge, it's n this is like all new subplot that nobody's ever talked about before, but also... From what I can infer from the story, her mom died in battle, right? Yeah. Um, like, I think her horse was, like, driven off a cliff or something, but it was in the midst of a battle. And That seems petty yeah. to, I mean, maybe I'm overthinking this, but, like, this is a, a culture where people go to war all the time. It seems shitty to, like, hold a grudge and look for vengeance against someone when you're like every literally everybody's a warrior and there's people going to battle all the time. Right? Like I mean if this was reasonable everyone would be out seeking vengeance for a dead parent somewhere. Yeah. Provided we knew that they were um a child of that parent, which apparently we don't lots of the time. Yeah. So Right. Also was it was I reading that like there's an implication somewhere that her mother's name was also Komoko? That'd be funny if it was true. Um, no, because it was like she was named for her because she died or something. Like, I don't, it was super confusing and it hurt my brain. Uh, but I think that that was also her mom's name. Interesting. Well, let's see. Next up, the elemental dragons are departing from Rokugan, um, which is in and of itself kind of noteworthy. The quote that we have is interesting. The age of man came. The celestial heavens began to draw away from the mortal world. The dragons withdrew, mourning the loss of their brother Togashi and cursing the cruelty of the world which had brought him to his death. Um, one of the dragons, however, the Void Dragon, leaves the dragon's claw katana behind before leaving. That is interesting. I don't really know what the point of this is, except that it's a sweet sword with the soul of the dragon of the void in it. And our our boy Toshimoko, the gray crane, is swinging it around right now. I mean, I think the entire point of it is it's a cool sword. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think about 
Sorry, dear listeners. The people that are playing this game fucking love swords. Yeah. Accurate. I do want to point out that the Hidden Emperor supplement for second edition uh, doesn't list that as the specific reason that they left. It says that, like, they might be mourning over Togashi's death, but it also says... Others wonder if the dragons do not approve of the new dynasty that has come to power. I like that reason way better. I like the idea that the dragons just left because they were like, nah, fuck Jaturi. Yeah, no. I'm all about it. I like, I know that yours is a tournament description, so like it's probably more accurate. Is this one's like from a later book, but also I like this one better. And we did say that the later things are more accurate. Yeah. So I choose to go with. They hate Tatari. Yeah. And there's actually a lot of, there's some stuff to support that. Um, much, much later on, we'll get into the race for the throne, which sort of support, puts forward the idea that the heavens eventually reject the whole Tatari um, dynasty and uh, some other stuff that's going to happen soon um, and seek to realign the mortal realm with the heavens. So. Yeah. Um so really all of that to say dragons are sad they're leaving but they leave behind a cool sword yeah that does cool void stuff i guess yep uh the last one here uh you may remember from our discussion of notorious psychopath matsu gohei he found some friends that were ratlings or people that little rat man people things also was it ghosts or like whatever that played uh deadly pranks kobolds i think they were little little goblin things mujina yeah, something like that yeah i don't remember exactly what they were i just remember deadly pranks yeah um <laughs> the ratlings found something that is called the broken shinbone warren which will be a famous location for them going forward uh the ratlings will become an increasingly present uh force in the story uh, in a little bit here so we put that on the list to talk about but i don't actually have anything to say about it other than the fact that it happened yeah well i guess i feel like i maybe just didn't finish typing this up uh, matsu gohei is one of the people escorting the scorpion out to the burning sands and the ratlings are following him until they get up to the edge of the burning sands and they're like we can't go in there um which is when this was founded but they're still palling around with him. How many years later? Yep. All right. This is your section, my friend. Yep. This is all on you. All right. This is a new segment I'm proud to introduce called You Did This to Yourselves. Um, we have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six, six, my friends, stupid tournaments to talk about um, from this from this era that introduced tournament of, uh, with tournament results that introduced significant storyline changes. Uh, some of them are relatively small. Some of them are a little bit bigger. So we're going to go through them and talk about them. Uh, we may or may not do this in the future for all tournament results. Um, but for a little bit here, while we're sort of getting used to it, we're going to talk about them. Um, as time goes on, they may get, there may be too many or something like that. So the first one, uh, was in March of 98. There was a tournament at Games University in which 
not one but two significant tournament uh, storyline results were handed out. The first was the em- Test of the Emerald Champion Part 2, or number two. The- You'll recall the first one was where Hitomi won. Yeah. Or didn't win, didn't I win. guess. Yeah. Did not win. Uh, Toshimoko won. Yes. In- yes, your beautiful boy. My, my beautiful boy. Uh, this case, the winner was Seppin Toshiken, a- an unaligned character. Uh, Seppin Toshiken is a character I'd never fucking heard of. Before this, I don't think he really comes up, but he'll he'll play his part. He's pretty interesting. Uh, the other thing that happens at this tournament is a Clan Wars miniature tournament. I had forgotten this fucking existed, but L5R had a mini game like Warhammer at the time, and there was a miniature tournament, and the winner of that tournament created got chose to create a uh, Totori's army was playing Totori's army and won that tournament. And as a result, the Monkey Clan was founded. And Do you think this is why Monkey? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Could be. Hmm. Um, the next one, there was a tournament in Southern California, a long-running strategy games uh, tournament called OrcCon, which is still ongoing to this day, that is very close to the existing um very close to the aeg offices and it hosted a a tournament uh there were two tournament results over the course of a year so the first was the wedding of hito uh the obviously the unicorn won that one and got hita yasamura which was an experienced version of shinjo yasamura we've already talked pretty extensively about uh the wedding of hita oushi so we don't need to talk about that and then the second was the origin of Nakakuro. This one's kind of interesting. There isn't a lot of it in the Jade Hand, but it is basically Nakakuro. The storyline result was that Nakakuro will be revealed to have originally been from the winning clan. So it doesn't it doesn't reveal uh Oh, so you think it's a good thing and then they fuck you over. Kind of. A little bit there. No, not a little bit. A lot. Uh, This is kind of how a lot of storyline results go. You think you're getting something nice and they kind of hose you a little bit. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Um, Next we have... Wipe that fucking grin off your face. This is terrible. I will not. Um, the next one we have is at Dragon Con in 98. There was a tournament, the result of which was that the Crane Clan would claim the Dragon Pearl. Uh, that's what turned into the Dragon's Claw Katana. Um, that's where we got that text about the dragons being sad about Togashi dying. The Dragon Pearl apparently is, has an ever-changing form and mystic powers. Um... I guess from the the text of it, it sounds like they weren't sure which form the dragon pearl would take, and it would change depending on the um, the clan that won. So since the the crane clan won, it turned into a katana, and if it had been another clan, it would have been something else. This is a common thing that, that they did. Kind of makes sense. In uh, later editions, they did that a lot, where 
if this clan wins, it's this kind of card. If this clan wins, it's a boat. If this clan wins, it's a lantern, so on and so forth. Um, and this last one that we're going to talk about is the one I really I think is really interesting, and that's claiming the Bayushi provinces. Mm-hmm. And the story point is the winner will watch over the scorpion children. Um, and I just want to read the... So the winner of this was the Crane Clan. And I want to read the the blurb that goes with this because it's really it's kind of interesting um the titanic historic battle to determine who controls the empty beyushi lands now that the scorpion have been exiled will yoritomo make good on his threat to claim the scorpion lands as unaligned lands as his charter states he has the right to do or will another clan wrest the claim from his fingertips from their camps in the three-man alliance's territory, the Mantis headed down the Scorpion lands and were blocked by the Crane, who refused them passage. Yoritomo, not to be balked so easily, offered them a fortune in payment for passage, including the ancestral sword of the Lion Clan from its treasure trove. It, along with the rest of the treasures, will be transported to Kikita Palace in the care of the Daidoji ambassador and his personal guard. Yoritomo and his army were then escorted to the edge of the crane lands where Doji Kwanan informed him that the crane's obligation to the mantis was fulfilled. Yoritomo agreed that the crane had performed their duty to the mantis clan admirably, and the crane and mantis clans parted ways. As the mantis moved to invade the Beyushi provinces, Kwanan ordered the Daidoji forward to attack the mantis rearguard to stop the mantis invasion. The mantis army, battered but not broken, were forced north towards Baden Pass, the crossroads of the empire. The Crane have captured Bayushi Palace and have offered it to hold it in trust for the Scorpion children until they reach their majority. At that point, the Crane hinted. The Scorpion may be named a separate minor house within the greater Crane clan. Okay, that was a lot to absorb. Yeah. So the parts that I want to focus on are A, that Yoritomo's so dumb he doesn't think that anybody will jack him in the back as he goes to just like take over an entire province all on his own b yeah he thinks that that's just gonna go fine yeah uh b doji kwanan is a tricky motherfucker uh and c that we almost had the scorpion as a minor clan uh as not as even as a minor clan as a house within the crane clan can you imagine like crane themed bayushi that's wild yeah isn't that just the daidoji no i don't know i just think it would have been wild to see like bayushi cards with a crane color I mean, I don't think it would have been that wild, though, because we'd be used to it. Well, you're sort of... This is still pretty early. I know. I'm just raining on your parade. You really are. I want to talk about this card. Ah, yeah. It's a pretty good one. The card that comes out of this is... um, I'm going to actually look at it. Okay, first of all, the art has this, like, fat screaming child on it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's like these crane people, like trying to get these little scorpion kids in the house and this one is just fucking wailing it's like every parent's nightmare of your kid losing their shit at a grocery store it's like that level of upset and then the flavor text on this card is god it's brutal read it kachiko was only too willing to leave them behind as if she had other plans for her clan's future holy fucking shit (laughs) Yeah, that card's a double so whammy. Got this screaming kid in this flavor text of Kachiko being like, fuck you, bye. Peace out. 
what is happening here? Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. I, I'll put a picture of it on the Instagram because, like, yeah, I man, that that kid screaming is just like, mm-hmm. know, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. Well, uh, that is all we've got for this episode. Um, that wraps up our prelude to the action in Hidden Emperor. Next episode, we'll be diving into the first of the fictions and really the basically the beginning of Jade Edition. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the important takeaway here is that don't worry, y'all. Next episode, Taturi is gone. Yeah. We don't know where he is. Will he stay missing? Gosh, we hope so. Yep. Yep. The only downside is everybody's fucking concerned about it. And they're all obsessed with it, which is a little bit of a buzzkill. It is. Garbage of the Five Rings is an independent production and can be found online at www.garbageofthefiverings.com and on Twitter at G5R Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amelia Antrim, and I can be found on Twitter at Ginger Reckoning. My co-host, Jude Vase, can be found on Twitter at Aramidic Jude. Sources for this episode and further information on the topics discussed can be found in the show notes. Thanks for letting us waste your time. We'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>